Hey y'all, you are with your host, Rebecca Ann, healer, priestess, and generational multimillionaire. And this is Healer Unleashed, a safe space where healers from around the world gather to share their stories, gifts, and wisdom. We open the space fully protected and held in the love. Let the healing begin. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to episode number 12 with the beautiful ancestral and generational trauma specialist, Alexis Rose. Alexis, I am so excited to have you here today, girl. I'm so pumped. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all, we have been having, I wanted to tell everyone that we've been having this conversation for probably since last year, Junkie Masterclass, wasn't it? Yeah, this has been a long time. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we've been chatting about this, but especially that last year, Junkie Mask Class, I think August of 2019, we really began um, talking about this more and being more open about it. And there's always, always been something between us. Like we've always had this like understanding or like, do you get what I'm saying? Of course I get what you're saying. Like I... You know, I think there's just certain people you're meant to like meet in life. And like, for me, you're obviously one of those people. And like, yeah. we always vibe off of each other. And we just like, I think with us, what's so special is like, we can give each other a look and we're like, I know what you just said. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm talking about. And I remember being at Spear Junkie Masterclass last year, August of 2019. And we just like started having this conversation about ancestral trauma and, and how it's passed down through lineages and how it's passed down through lineage. And we just started opening up that conversation. And I just remember being like, oh my gosh, wow, someone who understands the, the downloads or the things that I've been healing through myself, mm-hmm. right? I was yeah. like, whoa, someone who gets it. I usually talk about this stuff and people are like, what? Like, what are you talking about? Or can you explain more? But I met you and you like, you understood me. You got it. That was amazing. (laughs) Well, And I I think because it's something, you know, I want, I'm really glad that you started off with that because here's the thing. It's just like, these conversations are so taboo, even in the spiritual community. It's like, for some reason, like even people who believe in past lives, even people who believe in like, the ancestral work that needs to be done, it's so taboo to actually speak about it. And one of the things that I know for a fact that comes along with working through, like just doing ancestral work to begin with is shame, right? Mm -hmm. The shame that has been carried down of speaking up about these things and the biggest um, misconception, the biggest negative limiting belief is like I can't talk shit on my family and and like it's this work is not about talking shit about your family this work is not about saying like I come from this like you know family dynamic that's unhealthy I don't want to repeat it but if I talk about it if I speak to it if I give voice to it then like there's something wrong with me yeah and like just taking on that entire belief system of like if I say something against the collective, which is the family system, then I'm the problem. And part of the reason that's been carried down and so much shame has been carried down is because that's actually what happens in family systems. And this person is usually called the black sheep, Mm -hmm. right? Anyone that brings attention to the family dynamic 
and says, hey, these behaviors are unhealthy, these ideals, these values, these perceptions are not healthy, like, you know, I'm just gonna, this is what's coming through, so I'm gonna just call it how it is, racism, patriarchy, like, all these things, like, the systemic beliefs that are held in place by all these people get passed down through the families, like oppression gets passed down through the families, whether it's oppression because of racism or it's oppression because of gender, like these things get passed down. And so if you have, and then there's like racism is one thing, but cultural values are another thing, right? Like I'll speak for myself, Hispanic families. If you are a Hispanic female and you're not married and you don't have kids by a certain age, you're looked at as like an outsider. Wow. You know, and then there's, and in black culture, it's like black men are being put up as like needing to be protected at all costs because their lives are valuable. And we're seeing, you know, with the black lives matter movement where it's like, yes, black men are being murdered. Mm-hmm. But in that there's also this systemic issue of, Black men being up here, Black women being put down here, and then Black women aren't being protected. Mm. So even within culture, you know, we can can go, like, there's whites, there's Blacks, there's Indigenous people of color, but then even within that structure, there's men versus women. Mm. And then you got trans lives, right? Where, like, where do they fit in? LGBTQ, where do they fit in? So you've got all these layers of this systemic thing where it's like, okay, we're going to do the ancestral work, but it's like, where do you fucking start? And yeah, where do you start? (laughs) And and I I, taught about this yesterday and it's like, where you start is the here and now. Mm. Here's where, here's where I'm at right here, right now this is the wound and like you just start with the wound that is available so that wound is being a black man a black woman a hispanic white whatever white privilege like whatever it is that wound that's coming up yeah the wound that you start with yeah i want to circle back to at the beginning you're really talking about first uh, the black sheep of the family Mm-hmm. You said that about being the black sheep and that's the person who's calling it out, right? They're calling it out. They're bringing it to the surface for everyone to see. And I relate with that because uh, many times I've been the black sheep in my family and I've been the one bringing up saying, Hey, there's a problem here and I'm pulling it up. And my family, what they do is they want to shove it under the rug so many times, mm-hmm. right? I've been, I, I, I've been called like, oh, we don't need to go there. Oh, we don't, you know, let's shove that under the rug or people ignore me or they, um, or they act like I don't say it, right? Mm-hmm. That's a, is that a part, that's a part of the oppression, right? Like that, that's 100%, that, that is the whole oppression process, right? It's like, we don't hear you, we don't see you, we don't acknowledge you. That is what it is to be the black sheet of the family. And oftentimes this family member is also the scapegoat where it's like anything that's going on that like isn't in alignment, like I'm going to blame that person because they're the black sheep. They're an outsider anyway. And it's like, this is where the person that is the black sheep in the family, they are the black sheep for a reason 
because it has not, like everyone sees the freaking meme and everyone shares the meme where it's like this is where the generational pattern stops you know like they yeah. talk about that it's like that person that's a black sheep they're the ones that are saying it's gonna stop but it's not enough to say that it's gonna stop you actually have to do the work for yourself because we know that when you're working with the family system you don't actually have to work with your family and i wanted to say that too because I know a lot of people are like, well, you know, I don't speak to my family. I'm like completely removed from them. Just yeah. because you're removed from your family doesn't mean you can't do family work. Mm-hmm. You don't have to like have them present so that you can like talk things out with them. Because here's the other thing too. It's like when we're doing this ancestral work and we're doing the lineage work, this is not like, oh, I'm having a conversation with you, Rebecca. And like, we're going to hash things out and it's going to be like totally healed that only works if it's just between me and you. But if we're talking about like healing a lineage, this is energetic somatic work where it's like, you have to remove the energy from your body because it's been stored in your body. It's passed down energetically. It's passed down in your DNA. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you're holding that collective energy in your body. So the only way to shift it out completely is to shift that energy out yeah, and to replace it with your own energy. Yes, yes, yes. You're speaking my language and I want to give people um, an example here. For me and my healing, I'm very open on my healer and Lee show. For me and my healing about a year, it was about a year ago, I started healing codependency, especially with my mom in my feminine lineage side, especially. So that, 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 um, codependency, I started to break that and I was working with a healer I've been working with for over 10 years now, knows my whole family, knows all of us. And it's amazing. Y'all you don't have to, I wasn't working directly with my mom or my grandma. You know, I wasn't working in the physical with them. I was working with another healer who was helping me guide through it. But At the same time, I was breaking patterns with my mom. I was not letting her steal my energy, right? I was not completely knocking over my to-do list and everything that I need to do for me to pick up something for her, right? It did take things in the physical of me rewiring the way I responded to her, the way I was being around her, the way I was giving my energy to her, right? So when you go to start breaking down my, my big one was a codependency. It is, it happens on that energetic level layer where my healer helped me to literally move it out. And then on a physical level, 3D level of being major boundaries, right? Mm-hmm. With my mom and saying, you will not steal my energy. I will not drop everything like my, my self-care routine to pick up something for you or to do something for you. And it, it, it took me standing firm in boundaries And going like this and saying, you're over there, I'm over here, and this is, this is my sacred space, and you will not come into it, and you will not steal my energy, and I will not let you take, take from me any longer. That was powerful. I reclaimed so much energy. And that before I was feeling so lethargic and low, I was giving away so much but through that, I reclaimed so much of my power. Right. Because in that moment, you stopped being a victim, right? You took on, you stopped being a victim. You took personal responsibility. And this is the thing. This is why I say all the time, like this ancestral, like lineage work, it is not for the faint of heart. It's like, if you still want to blame other people 
for why your life is the way it is, you're not going to get very far. Victim work is like, if you sit in the stance of victim, you are going, you're doing that because there's a secondary gain from it. Like you're getting something out of being a victim. And so if you see yourself getting something out of being a victim, then you're not going to do the work. Right. And so you were like, this pattern does not work for me. This codependency does not work for me. What do I need to do it? And I love how you spoke about this because it is the marriage of the two, right? Like I'm going to do the energetic work to release my mom's energy, release any cords that are coming from my mom, release any contracts, any belief systems, like anything that pertains to that relationship. And then in the 3D world, I am going to make sure that I take physical actions to move forward and progress in that relationship. So that means having energetic boundaries as well as physical boundaries, right? And you talk about like, I'm not going to drop my stuff to go and people please for you. And like, that's the thing that, especially with codependency, because that's what we're talking about right now. Like that's the biggest family issue, right? It's either people are like super enmeshed and just like together and they're, you don't know where one person ends and the other person begins, or there's this huge separation with no communication whatsoever. And so it's like, if you want to repair this style of communication, because here's the other thing too. Uh, it's like, if you don't repair these dynamics, these power dynamics, because that's what they are. If you don't repair the power dynamics, when you are about to have children or when you have children, you are going to repeat it. Whether you think that you're not, like I'm telling you, I've done enough family work over the last, like, decade and a half to tell you that you will 100% repeat the family pattern because it is what you know. It's what's ingrained in you energetically, emotionally, spiritually, and physically ingrained within you. And so in order to like, even if you like your parent is like super controlling and enmeshed in your life and you're like, I'm not going to be like that with my kids, then you end up going to the exact opposite where it's like you're distant from them. Yeah. And you're still repeating the pattern because now you're just like doing it in a different way. And it's still not, you're still not going to have a good relationship with your child, which is what you experienced with your parent. So either way, that core wound is being repeated. It's just being repeated in a different manner. hundred percent. I'm, uh, I'm so glad we're talking about this because what I want y'all to really know is everyone listening is like Alexa says, I want to circle back to, it's like, it's a marriage between the two. You know, I see some people preaching energy work to clear it. And I've seen some people just preaching thematics. It is such a marriage between the two. I have found my biggest, um, my biggest releases and my biggest wins through healing my generational trauma. When I take the two and I combine them together, when I'm doing my somatic work, when I'm moving the energy literally out of my body, but also on an energetic level and layer, releasing it out, transmuting it, alchemizing it, moving it off and out of my field, and then also taking 3D steps to continually healing over and over. And I want people to know that it's not a straight line. 
okay? There's gonna be times when um, you fall back into the pattern. Like this is a part of the healing people. You will most likely fall back into the pattern at some point. But what is so beautiful about the process is you fall back into it, but you catch yourself quicker. You say, oh, well, my energy is starting to feel drained again. Ooh, I'm feeling like I'm picking up on my mom's energy. She's draining me again. That's my signal in my body. I can feel it. That's my signal for me in my body. I'm taking on her energy. That means I'm falling back into a pattern. I need to go in, clear that back up, set the energetic boundaries, clear them out all around me. And I want people to know that that's the work. It doesn't, it's not a one time, like you come to me for a healing and then we're like, bada bing, bada bing, done. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Like, and that, I love that you said that because like, I, I offer people like a one-off session yeah. and I tell them when I offer them a one-off session, it's only because I want them to like, see how I work. Like if I usually offer it to people that are like new with me and I'm like, listen, if you want to just do a one-off session, we can do that. Yeah. just so you can see how I roll. But like the reality is like this work is continuous. And like, I want to be like super clear too, because this just came up in my head. So obviously I'm like, I'm feeling called to say it, but it's like, I am, I am. And I know you, I can speak for you on this because you don't do this shit either. But it's like, we are not perpetuating this. Like you need to be fixed. No paradigm or your broken paradigm. And I know there's some like people in the coaching industry that talk about this shit where they're like, Oh, um, you know, if you're constantly working with someone or you're constantly working on yourself, it's because you feel like you're broken and you need to be fixed. Um, no fucking Sally. That's not what's happening. It is people are not just working on themselves in this lifetime. They're working on themselves on their past lives and like the karma that they brought into this life with them and they are clearing all that karma out so they can live the life that they were meant to have in this physical 3d world as as well as the fact that like when they clear all that shit out like i just keep doing this because this clears the energy all the time it's like when you are just like i'm just like this is my thing i just clear energy with this because i, I can feel like so much resistance from people about that and yeah. i'm just like i don't give a fuck we're clearing it so it's like if you have resistance about this it's like stay on and keep watching because obviously you need to hear this yeah. but but you just might not be ready to like implement it and that's okay and it's like I want people to understand that it's like, yes, in the here and now, you're doing shadow work, you're doing energetic work, you are doing the healing work that's necessary. But I also want to be super clear it, and, and circle it right back to this is a marriage, right? Yeah. Affirmations and journaling will only get you so far. That is for low grade trauma. That is for like stuff like I had a bad breakup or, you know, I just got a divorce. That is low grade trauma. Okay. It is not for higher grade traumas of like severe abuse, neglect, childhood wounds, um, like physical, emotional, spiritual violation. Uh, like it is not for that. Like when you get into that, those violating energetic frequencies, this is where the somatic work needs to come into play. This is where the energetic work comes into play. And this is where physical movement and action in the 3d is actually going to benefit you in the long run like it's all encompassing yes and i just want people to really realize that because i think it's so easy to be like i'm just gonna like 
positive affirmate my way through this whole process and like that doesn't work and it, it's also not okay to say well like I'm gonna like meditate and do yoga and like that's gonna work it is a collective of all those things together that help people move forward and release these ties like you were one thing that came up when you were talking about your example with your mom is like and the codependency pattern it's like you were clearing out her energy and what you were really doing was doing a soul retrieval of your own personal power and that's the thing is that when these traumatic events happen when when the trauma is passed through your dna there are parts of your soul that are lost that need to be reclaimed and that's the purpose of the energetic somatic work is to reclaim what is yours like you were saying right i reclaimed my personal power beautiful now that you've reclaimed that part of your soul what are you going to do with it there goes the boundaries right yeah like we can't just like and this is i'm saying this because i know this is part of your work this is part of the work that i do with people it's like okay great like we're definitely rewiring your neural pathways we're definitely doing the energetic somatic work but now that you've reclaimed parts of your soul what are you going to do with it in the 3d world Exactly. So that's when you're going and that's where I'm teaching boundaries, energetic boundaries, physical boundaries. And that's where you start going to the physical of, of how to set boundaries and how to keep the boundaries. Because I see some people, they pretend to set boundaries and then they like, <laughs> like pretend step around some boundaries up here and then completely like abandon them or leave them. Right. So yeah. I'm all about, no, <laughs> we got to set, I'm all about a firm ass boundary. I'm like, shoof. Like no one's getting in this. Right. And I teach that to my clients. I'm like, y'all got to be firm with those boundaries. Like you see how I'm like dropping that down and it's like, and then it like comes through and it almost like, I can feel it energetically lock all around me, through me up, down, all around. And it's like, no one will get through this. And yeah. And that's because you've reclaimed your personal power and you're utilizing that soul retrieval. Like I I just keep bringing that in because this is what I really want people to recognize the, and I'm doing this because like, this is the connection, right? Like these are the, the Lego building blocks here where it's like, okay, I did that soul retrieval. Now I can set the boundary. And because I keep reinforcing the soul retrieval, I can keep reinforcing the boundary. And that's where people fall short. If they can't, if you're having difficulty or you're experiencing difficulty in reinforcing a boundary, it is because you're not actively tapping into that soul retrieval. It's because there's another piece that needs to be retrieved. And, and the soul retrieval is not like a one-time thing either. Like you are constantly like retrieving pieces of your soul because like we lose pieces of our soul every day on a small level and on a larger level. Right. Because it's like, right now we're engaging in a conversation. So we're both like losing a little bit of our like soul pieces here, but we're both energetically doing the work to reclaim it at the same time. Exactly. So it's like, I want people to realize that it's not like, just going back to like, this is not a one and done thing. This is not like, oh, I attended a weekend retreat and like now I'm freaking healed and I'm better and I don't have to do anything after that. I think that's the biggest letdown in the coaching industry is when they are misleading people to think like it's a one and done thing. Exactly. And again, like when we're talking about ancestral work, like 
you're not just doing this work for yourself. Initially you are like your intention is like, I just want to focus on me, right? Mm -hmm. Like I want to focus on like feeling good within my own body, within my own life so that I can take personal responsibility and like live my purpose. But when you do the work for yourself, you're shifting your energy, which then changes how you interact with your family and all the other people around you. So it creates that ripple effect. Exactly. It creates such a ripple effect, but then also kind of circles back to the black sheep effect too, because I'm a big person in my family. I'm doing a lot of ancestral work on um, my, my feminine lineage and my dad's side uh, on both sides of my family. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it does bring up a lot of black sheep stuff or people don't want to bring things up to me because they know I'm going to try to like get in there. Like, let's heal, let's talk about it. And that's uncomfortable. So I kind of get push to the side or um, they just don't want to bring up anything with me because I might try to heal it like God forbid. <laughs> right? well, and I think with that, it's like some people are ready and some people aren't. Like I went through my own stuff with my mom where like for years, 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 like it, we would have the same conversation over and over and over again. And it got to the point where I was like, you know what? it doesn't serve me to keep having the same conversation. It's only more harmful. And so I just took a break and just stopped having the conversation, but I still kept working on myself because that's the other thing too. It's like, don't allow other people to like have power over you or keep you trapped in a dynamic that you don't want to be in. Right. Don't allow yourself again, going back to victim, don't fall victim to being circled into the same family dynamic and not growing because at the end of the day, when you go off and you do your own thing and then you come back to that dynamic, whether you recognize it or not, you are energetically shifting the vibration of your family dynamic. Mm -hmm. And so whether people agree with your viewpoint or they don't energetically and emotionally and physically and spiritually, your vibrational frequency is different. So when you immerse yourself in the family dynamic, you're coming off in that different way. And here's what we know about systems. People are either going to, they're going to shift themselves to accommodate or they're going to try and stay in their own positioning. And here's the thing. When someone tries to stay in their own positioning, but you have changed, it doesn't work. And so they have to see the breakdown of the system because of their own refusal to change. And if someone really, really wants to be in your life, and this is the lesson that I learned, they will shift, Mm. right? I had a really big, you know, I'll share my own thing. I had a really direct conversation with my mom this past Christmas. And I said, this is what needs to happen. If this does not happen, then we can no longer have a relationship. You will not be in my life. Yeah. That I have had that conversation on so many levels. That's the conversation we had over and over again. This time it's stuck. And my relationship with my mother is completely different now than it was in years past she's still a work in progress. She's still willing to have conversations. She's more open. And that's because things on her end had to break down for her to see it. And I had to stand in my own power and keep coming through with my own healing. I can only work on myself and go from there. And that's what happened. It's like, when you're working on yourself, you're doing the ancestral work, things are going to shift whether people like it or not. And the reality is not everyone's ready to look at those issues. I know my mom wasn't, 
But when I had that direct conversation with her, we were able to talk about what her barriers were and what was blocking her from then having a relationship with me. Mm, And that is where the energy shifted because we were able to talk about what her barriers were and then what type of relationship, again, boundaries, what kind of relationship do we want to have moving forward and sticking to that? Yeah. Yeah. So beautiful. That is so powerful. So much power comes out of those conversations. And Alexis, I just want to meet you there and say how beautiful that is. And I've also had to do such similar stuff with my mom. My mom and I have a very healing relationship, but also, right, a lot of like, do we really want to do this, right? A lot of uncomfortable conversations at the same time. Um, but I'm seeing as we're doing a lot of this work, releasing codependency and she's on her healing journey. She has a trauma therapist. I have a trauma therapist, separate ones. And we're both meeting in the middle is I'm finding it so beautiful. We're coming back together so much more healthy and more ourselves and more beautiful way. And I have to be honest in the raw motion here with me that it's been so beautiful for me to watch. I never thought I could have a normal relationship with my mom. I thought it would always be broken. I thought I would always feel taken advantage of or giving too much or people pleasing too much, right? Um, But these days I'm really seeing such a beautiful shift to the point where we're talking about writing a book together. We're talking about doing mother-daughter speaking gigs together and speaking as a generational pair. And that stuff brings tears to my eyes a little bit because that's the work we need. It's the work we need right now is the mother-daughter is so powerful and clearing, you know, a lot of my family, a lot of um, sexual trauma too out of the family lineage. And I know the conversations are uncomfortable, y'all, but it's so worth it. And I'm just so yes. proud of my mom and I, and we're coming together and like, we're literally outlining a book, outlining talks to go around and speak about this because it's so powerful, y'all. It is. It, I, oh my gosh. I have like chills because it is so powerful and I resonate with what you're saying so much. It has been so healing for me to like, start having that better relationship with my mom is it where I would like it to be no but where it's at right now it is more than I ever thought I would have and we're still working on it and like you and your mom to like have this beautiful transformation where like you're going to write a book together and like you're going to do like speaking engagements to get like that is so healing on so many levels because one of the biggest like things that I am aware of is that there's so much competition between mothers and daughters there's so much competition that is in and that's like a patriarchal freaking like bullshit right it's like you know the mother has a daughter and it's like then the just the mother becomes like this past person, right? I've, and it, I've played into it. Our relationship, I just want you to know, I 100% agree with you. I've been in competition with my mom before and we've been in competition together and I've seen it in other relationships too. It's true. Yeah. It's patriarchal. It is patriarchal. And, and at the same time too, it's like, I have this conversation so uh, a lot with my clients who are mothers where it's like the minute that they have a child, that is it. Their identity is gone. They're no longer an individual. They are now a mother and that is it. They're not a female. 
They're not an individual. They are just a mother. And like they take on all this shit about being a mother. So it's like you doing your energetic work around codependency obviously helped to break down that mother competition shit and yeah. also to like create space for this powerful dynamic where two women can be in the same room and honor and respect one another. Yeah. And it's like, and you know, this, this is another thing. It's like the memes about like, oh, you know, queens like lift other queens as crowns. Okay, the, the queen's crown that you need to be lifting is your fucking moms. Yeah. Like, yes, that, that like boss, like babe coach that you're friends with, like, yeah, lift her crown, whatever. But like, if you really want to change things systemically, create a healthy relationship with your mom like like heal that dynamic first because your relationship with other women is indicative and it is directed by your relationship with your mother yeah and I say that not only from my own personal experience but also from like doing this work with people for years like I said I've been doing this work for over a decade And I can't tell you how many women I've worked with that are like, I hate women. I can't work with them. I don't, I don't, I can't have any friends that are girls. And it's because their mother was controlling, demeaning, belittling, and they had to heal that relationship either independently or together in order to recognize that other women are not the issue. Wow. Ooh, y'all. Take that in. Other women are not the issue. We have to look at the mother-daughter relationship here, which then in plays with the mother-daughter between her mom and her, your mom and your grandma. And then, you know, and that's where you're getting that lineage up through the generations. Yes. And that's literally the, and I love that. Thank you for saying that because that's literally the conversation I had with my mom in December. Like I was like, look, this is our relationship based off of your relationship with your mom, based off of her relationship with her mom. I said, I'm not doing that anymore. Like it's not going to keep going down. And when we went back and looked at the relationships between mothers and daughters, that is where I saw something shift for my mom. Like, Oh, it's not just me. Oh, it's not just you. It's not just us. Yeah. This is like our lineage. This is like, shit that was passed down and we have an opportunity to do something different Mm. and what i want to say to to add to that too is like it's never too late right i know some people are going to be like well you know i'm like you know 25 or i'm 45 or i'm 65 like doesn't matter when you do it do the work because it's going to serve you in the end yeah amen Amen. It's never too late, y'all. It's never too late to change the generational um, narrative. It's never too late. And I want y'all to know, like I've said before, it's uncomfortable at first. Get uncomfortable. Just like we talked about at the beginning with racism and and calling out our own white privilege and stuff. It's uncomfortable, right? Mm -hmm. So is also healing ancestral trauma and lineage. It's all uncomfortable. 
but we have to be willing to get so uncomfortable with ourselves and every each one of these issues and situations we have to be willing to go there you have to be willing to get so uncomfortable with yourself with your beliefs with um all the shit you've been hiding or avoiding from and to look at it and that's just the truth like no bypassing this is where we're going to come in here and say no bypassing no spiritually bypass like not up in here you can't bypass in this work right and i want to yeah and i want to be super clear too because i can i can energetically feel like anger and resistance about this conversation about racism and oppression and here's what i want to call attention to okay the reason that i intuitively downloaded this and this isn't downloaded by my guides okay whether you believe in that or not it's not relevant but that was downloaded specifically for women of color that are going to watch this. That was downloaded specifically for people who misunderstand white privilege, who are not understanding the movement that is happening right now. And this is to empower women of color, black women, brown women, indigenous women of color to understand that if they are going to step into ancestral lineage work, they have an additional layer of systemic oppression that they have to work through. So they're not just working through their lineage in their family. They're not just working through ancestral trauma through their family line. They are working through systemic, universal, collective energy that has oppressed them because of their color, because of their race, because of their like, physical identity. Yeah. So there's an element that is added and that is why that's being channeled to let them know and prepare them that this work is going to be a little bit harder for you. But if you are called to this work, it's because you can get through it mm-hmm. yeah. and not to undermine white women either. Like you guys have like lots of ancestral oppression that you have to work through of oppressing others right? That's in your freaking lineage. So on both ends, like that has to be addressed. I'm reading this book right now. It's called My Grandmother's Hands. It is freaking amazing. And it is literally talking about what I'm saying, where it's talking about how white supremacy is enclosed in the white body and how black and brown and indigenous people experience oppression on the opposite ends. And how it's carried in their body and how racism is carried in their opposite bodies. And it's not carried the same way. And it also talks about uh, first responders, specifically police officers and how ancestral trauma is carried in their bodies. Mm -hmm. So we're hitting this on so many different levels Mm -hmm. where it's, again, it's not just the ancestral lineage of like what's passed down through the family. It's also about culture. And what is culturally passed down yeah. through the family. Those are added layers. So, I and know, I, and I, I feel the shift changing. So I'm happy about this. <laughs> yes. Thank you for going in deeper in that because it's so true. There are, there are like I've, I've read, you know, different privileges too. You know, there's privileges to being skinny or, you know, um, I've never been skinny in my life. I've always been the size 16, 18 kind of girl. Yeah. <laughs> A little bit fuller so you know but there are different privileges in different ways financial privilege or you know the you know race and our color and white privilege right 
And there's all these different ones. And I've just noticed that it just takes getting uncomfortable. Like through my lineage, I'm just talking about lineage work now. It's just taken me getting uncomfortable and taking it, it, getting uncomfortable in the conversations with myself even and getting uncomfortable with having to look at my sexual trauma too. And that's been passed down through generations and lineages. And, 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 and it was scary. Like, I'm not going to lie. That was a really scary one for me. And it still is something I'm processing and moving through. Um, but y'all, there's so many different <laughs> layers and things like cultural, generational. There's so many different things going on. And that's why I tell people, get a therapist. Yeah, you got to work with someone on this stuff. And just like adding to, adding to what you're saying too, Rebecca, it's like, there are so many layers, right? And culture yeah. is definitely a layer. Finances, you know, economic, economic status is such a layer. And it's like, we say these things because these conversations are difficult. And part of the difficulty is that this this is shadow work, right? This is unresolved, unhealed childhood lineage wounding. And the only way to make this less uncomfortable is to bring light to it. And I'm not talking like the love and light, rainbow, sunshine, unicorn bullshit, okay? Mm-hmm. I, like, I love love and light stuff, but like, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about bring, this is the energy work. This is where your spiritual connection, your spiritual committee, your energetic work, the somatic work, like bringing that light to the wound, like right here, this is the wound. You're bringing it to the wound, directly to the wound. Because if you think about it, I always look at this work as like, you have this like little child that is like stuck in a dark cave and they see no light at the end of the tunnel. And this is where you have to step into your wise adult to have these uncomfortable conversations. And when you step into your wise adult, to have the uncomfortable, uncomfortable conversations, to do the uncomfortable work, you're bringing more and more light to that child, to that wounded healing part of yourself that yeah. just needs to be restored. Yeah, 100%. And I want to remind people, because at the beginning of this journey for me, I wanted to take off in the sprint, in the race, and just to like get it all done. And I want you to know it doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. And thank God I work with a therapist who um, only goes as fast as my slowest part, only goes as fast as my slowest inner child who is ready to come out and um, have light shown on her pain, right? So go, go, this is not a sprinting race. This isn't who's more perfect. It's messy it's sloppy. It means tears. It means some days I feel like I can't get out of bed. That's real. Um, it, and sometimes it hurts. Sometimes I'm literally like, why am I doing this? Why? I feel like my heart is open, so wide open. I feel like I'm shattering into pieces. And then other days I'm feeling so amazing. I I'm not triggered. I'm, I'm living in a life sometimes that I didn't think I could with by dealing with my pain, by looking in the painful shadow spots of myself. So I just wanted that reminder to people that it's not a sprint. Yeah, it's definitely not a sprint. And, and here's what I want to add to what you're saying too, Rebecca, is that like, if you are working with a therapist that is just like, within the first couple of sessions, they're having you divulge all your trauma history, stop, time out, and get out of there ASAP, okay? Yeah. 
when you are doing trauma work, it's not about talking about the trauma. It is about learning how to ground, to resource, and to develop coping skills so that you know how to respond in a healthy manner when you're activated. Because trauma creates stress responses, fight, flight, freeze mode, Mm -hmm. that when you are then activated, triggered, I don't like using that word anymore, but when someone says triggered, like that, all they're saying is that your nervous system is reactivated and you're about to respond in old survival tactics. Yeah. So the point of beginning trauma work is to slow everything down and to learn how to resource yourself so that when you become activated, when your nervous system is reactivated in those moments, it doesn't matter if you're in a meeting like this or you're out with family and friends, you know what to do to resource yourself and get grounded in the here and now because that's the other piece of it. When you have ancestral trauma and when you have 3D in this life trauma that you have experienced, you start to disconnect or you start to over-respond. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's about working with the resources that are available to you in the here and now to get grounded and resource yourself so that you don't keep repeating patterns and behaviors that are stress responsors out of survival. Amen. Y'all, y'all need to take the reminder and rewind what Alexis just said if you listen to that. <laughs> that is so true. Y'all get yourself a therapist who takes it slow, who the first thing off the bat, they're teaching you resourcing. They're connecting you to your body, right? That's such, that's why I love my therapist always connecting to my body. And I know when I'm starting to, you know, there's the window of tolerance, right? She might talk about, your therapist might talk about the window of tolerance, right? I'm working in that window of tolerance. And I can feel when I start to get in what is called hyper arousal, when I start to flutter, my energy starting to flow out of the top of my head and my energy's rising up. I'm about to run. I'm about to fly. I'm taking flight. I'm going, I'm gone. Right. And it's starting to notice. And I've started to notice in my body, the physical sensations when I'm getting there, right. Starting to get in that flight. I start to go really ungrounded. My energy is like under my feet, teeter tottering. I feel like the room is moving. Mm-hmm. Right. So y'all, it's about noticing and starting to slow it down, resourcing, but noticing slow movements of what happens in the body when you start touching into those shadow points um, and start touching into those uncomfortable conversation. So be aware of that. What happens in your body? Start tracking in the body. Are you feeling ungrounded? Is your stomach dropping? Is the chest tightening? Um, Those are all signals to tell you something's up here something's trying to tell me something. Um, and that's my signal then that I'm going to ground, I'm going to go resource and listen to my body and listen to what's going on. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I think if you guys take anything from this conversation, it's about slowing down and resourcing yourself. Yeah. Be willing to see if you're, if like, see if you're willing to have the uncomfortable conversations and you don't need your family around to do this work. You can start with yourself and still change the family 
dynamics, the family system, and really erase some power dynamics that are available as well. So beautiful. Alexis, is there any last minute notes or anything in your mind that you want to share, anything from your heart you want to share with us today? You know, I just really want to share from my heart that I think this is the time that people are stepping into doing this work. And so if you are getting the call and you're afraid, have conversations about it because this is the time, like there is this beautiful breakdown of the old paradigm right now. And we're really seeing the world shift into this new paradigm. And you see this too, a lot with Gen Z, they are so aware, like each generation has been more open and like millennials looked like they were the most open and for the time we were, but Gen Z has like really stepped up in their ability to start shifting and opening up the doors. I just, I really feel like Gen Z gets a bad rap. And so spiritually, I just want to say that they have opened this portal even further and they like kick the portal open you know like like the millennials like open the portal but like gen Gen z like kick the door down and just and they walk through and so the the generation that's going to come after them yeah it's going to be a lot different and so if you're doing the work that's great that's fantastic if you're scared to do the work feel the fear and do it anyway yeah And I just got some confirmation because I just got like lots of thunder down here in Florida. So God's like, yes, 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 yes. yes. Yeah. So that's what I got. (laughs) Beautiful. Well, thank you for being here today with us, with us, Alexis. I just, I value you so much and your wisdom and everything you offered us today. I take a deep bow to you, your gifts, your wisdom, your knowledge, and to everything you have to offer this world. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and I love you deeply. Thank you. Love you too, girl. Thank you for listening to Healer Unleashed. If an episode has resonated with you or moved you, please feel free to leave a review. Your feedback and words mean so much to us. And I just want to say thank you for being here. Thank you for showing up for this work. I honor you. I value. I see you. I love you. Have a beautiful day.